I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Hello and welcome to Out of the Woods. My name is Justin and his name is still and always will be Matthew. Oh, okay. Bold stance you're taking. You don't plan to ever, ever change your name. No, it, <laughs> it uh, hadn't occurred to me. Right, right. Well, that's good. Well, that's good. I seem to think you have a delightful name. But yes, we are, and this is Out of the Woods, a Yellow Jackets podcast. And, oh, fuck me, do we have an intense episode to talk about today? Yeah, I might. I'm just going to sort of pre-warn you, viewers, I might, like, start crying as we talk about this episode, and then Matthew will make fun of me, and it'll be really comedic. <laughs> okay. Uh, be prepared. Be prepared, as the song says. So, uh, how you been lately, Matthew? I have been uh, doing a lot of stuff. Mm, cool. Um, it, it's hard to fit in moving podcasts and mm. work in the same sort of schedule. It's uh, yeah. tricky. It's hard enough for me to fit two of those things. I recently started a new job. I also watched... Uh, oh, I watched the movie Taipei Story the other day. Fantastic film from the 1980s set in Taipei, Taiwan, about a lot of aimless and kind of despicable yet also kind of sympathetic people. Lots of beautiful cityscapes by Edward Yang, director of Terrorizers. Fantastic movie. Highly recommend it. Um, and also, some follow-up on the previous episode... The song that I couldn't remember from the Ghost in the Shell standalone complex soundtrack was Run Rabbit Junk by Hyde. Oh, well, thanks. <laughs> yeah, for, for all the people that were definitely worried about that, that's what that was. I'm sure there were some. Yeah, just innumerable amounts. Uh, yeah, I also uh, watched a movie called The Apartment. Not sure about the director, but uh, starring... Uh, not sure about the person who's starring in it. <laughs> <laughs> Don't have a lot of concrete. Uh, Jack Lemon is in it. Jack Lemon and uh, that chick. This is going to be an interesting episode. Mm. <laughs> anyway, in where uh, Jack Lemon strains some spaghetti through a tennis racket. That sounds disgusting. You know, it's it's really a good movie, but that's a standout moment in said movie. <laughs> yeah, if yeah. you like people. Straining spaghetti <laughs> through a tennis racket. You know, maybe check it out. I feel like probably at least some people in our listener base do like that. Anyway, without further ado, let's get into episode six of Yellow Jackets, key, which means is the French word meaning who, which I'm not entirely sure why it's titled that. There's a bunch of things you can come up with. Directed by Liz Garbus, written by Karen Joseph Adcock. Fuck me. <laughs> That's all I'm saying. This episode was the biggest fucking gut punch the show has given us since the ending of season one, episode seven. And it was amazing. This episode, I think, is tied with Digestif for the best of the season. Also, I just want to say at the outset as well, this episode is going to involve us talking graphically about a stillbirth. 
So I just felt I should sort of say that, you know, at the beginning. Trigger warning. Yeah, exactly. Uh, how, what, what, do you like the episode? I liked it. Uh, yeah. If you don't have any. I'm basically like that meme that's just like, uh, you know, the dragon talking to Homer Simpson. Just like, the thing about human mind is that it's constantly buzzing around with thousands of thoughts. And he's just like, not me. <laughs> nope. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's awesome. We open on a high school instructional video of the birthing process. And I got to tell you, they absolutely nailed the d- d- details on this. Like the weird synth music soundtrack, the dispassionate narration, the terrible image and audio quality. Yeah, I remember when I was in high school, that was a bit later than this. We watched an educational video about a bunch of African-American guys talking about their erections. <laughs> yeah, no, the, the, those were times I was happy to leave in the past where they already were, to, <laughs> to quote me from earlier. Beautiful. Uh, the class is watching this, revealed to be the pre-crash Yellow Jackets. Uh, they're watching this in health class, which is being taught by a clearly out of his depth, but making a go of it anyway, Coach Ben. Misty is watching the screen intently, because of course she is. Randy, Randy is here, comments to Jeff, Oh man, is that his dick? Better hope he's a grower. <laughs> this is bring. Don't you remember being a disgusting teen boy? Wasn't that fun? Didn't we have fun? Uh, yes to most of that. Uh, I don't really miss it, and I don't really understand how you can mistake testicles for a dick. (laughs) Well, I think... But, you know, forging ahead. I think it's somewhat easier to do if they're on an ultrasound of a fetus. Oh. Yeah. My bad. (laughs) What did you think they were looking at? Just a naked guy? (laughs) I mean, I did, but... Well, that's awesome. (laughs) Okay, yeah. Ty... Comments that those are his balls, dumbass. Van is looking at Ty adorably. It's really cute. Randy says that the exemplary condom is too small for him. Magnum's all day, baby. He needs a Magnum condom for his monster dong. Just call him Magnum P.I. Or like Magnum P.U. <laughs> Bad joke. Okay. I debated on whether or not to tell you this, but... You just unintentionally quoted the movie Grown Ups 2. Oh, shit. Uh, well, I'm sure we'll survive. Yeah, Van is like, if these are really too small for you, you should probably see a doctor, <laughs> which is amazing. She's putting the condom on her fist the only time she'll probably ever touch one of those. Um, Misty shushes them because she is fascinated by the video. I, I fucking love this scene, dude. Jeff passes a note to Shauna, which says that he... Can't stop thinking about how she nailed that tutoring session earlier. Phrasing? There's a line in my script, free space for Matthew to say phrasing. <sighs> Glad I filled your space. <laughs> yeah. Should I say phrasing again? I mean, then you're just then you're just shitting what you eat, you Am know? I just, like, gilding the <laughs> lily? <laughs> I think they get it. I think they do. Yeah, what a what a dumbass move. Like, oh, I think I will publicly pass mash notes to the girl that I'm having an affair with in front of everybody. You know, uh, Shauna, yeah, covers by walking over to him and saying, Poppies, Jeff. Jackie likes poppies. Ben pauses the video and asks if anyone has any questions. Misty does. How much blood is there, on average? She asks. We cut to the cabin. As Blur's song number two is playing, more commonly known as the Woohoo song. You know, the one that goes, Woohoo! 
As the Yellow Jackets are scrambling to deposit an in-labor Shauna onto the bed and generally do something useful, it song number two is playing. It's very chaotic. It's a really good scene. Ty asks, Misty, what do we do? Shauna screams, please, someone just get it out of me. Misty examines Shauna's groin and looks as if she has no fucking idea what to do. Fuck me, that's intense. Yeah, we cut to credits. After the credits, Misty is at the cult intake center, placing her possessions in storage. Which, as you pointed out, she has, like, knuckle dusters and mini binoculars, which is amazing. Yeah, what's with that? <laughs> I I want to see you use those things. Hey. I, I really do. She hands over her phone to the cult member, just as she receives two texts from Walter. Oh, but she can't see what they are. She protests that those texts could be important, but the cult guy, who looks kind of like store brand David Arquette, responds, Misty. You're what's important. Which is a little sanctimonious, yeah. As you pointed out, our phones keep us prisoner. That's why they're called cell phones. <laughs> I did. Plus, apparently there's a landline in the kitchen. They walk inside, and Lottie appears. She and Misty seem unhappy to see each other. In fact, she seems almost infuriated at Misty, and like, a little scared. What the fuck happened between them, I wonder? Bad shit. Bad stuff. Yeah, Misty says, I thought you'd be more excited to see me. Apparently, sarcastically. Misty tells her that she came to rescue Natalie from a kidnapping slash brainwashing. And Lottie responds that they're not a cult. They're a community of love and spiritual growth. Misty is like, just give me Natalie and I won't call the IRS about what I presume is your routine tax evasion. Which rules. Lottie asks Misty to stay a while. Apparently thinking it will be good for Natalie. Which, oh man... Seeing the whole gang together is going to be so fucking good. I'm so excited for that. Which it is. Cut to adult Shauna getting a call from Kevin, telling her that she and Callie must come to the station for questioning. Jeff gets upset at Shauna for dragging Callie into their mess. Shauna says that it actually would have been better if Callie had slept with him, because then her evidence would be inadmissible. Which, what a fucked thing to say. <laughs> hey, my 17-year-old daughter, I, I wish you had fucked an adult man. Yeah, no, that that's not okay. That is not okay. Jeff is like, Shauna! And freaks out at her saying that. I have to say, I'm not a legal scholar, but I'm reasonably certain that all of her evidence would be inadmissible anyway. Because he was, like, buying her a drink when he wasn't undercover, you know? It's all false pretenses. It, it is, yeah. Cuts the pass. Shauna is still giving birth, and she protests. Why the fuck is this taking so long? Let me say, probably not for the only time this episode, that Sophie Nelise's performance is fucking devastating. Mari says, should we, like, boil water? That's a thing people do, right? <laughs> it's just sort of like Mark Corrigan being like, a chance would be a fine thing. That's a thing people say, right? It is certainly things people say slash do. Mm. I love how realistically they portray a bunch of confused teenagers reacting to the situation. Like, imagine... Us, as teenagers, having to help some lady give birth, we'd be very bad at it. Yeah, we'd be like, no, fuck that, I didn't even press play on that fucking machine. No, I was ignoring the machine that, as it was press played. Yeah, I'm no. even less equipped than you are. I think I didn't even attend that class. <laughs> I think I got excused on homosexual grounds. Yeah, <laughs> I, I want to go see the school chaplain because this I knew it was a big bludge. <laughs> wasn't, remember when we did that, wasn't that fun? At times. <laughs> <laughs> Jen pointedly asks Misty, who is kind of bugging out, if she should be timing how far apart the contractions are. Is it like is it like lightning and thunderbolts? I don't know. Uh, were you about to make a Bohemian Rhapsody reference? 
Maybe. Yeah. Anyway, uh, Aquila takes over, saying that the baby should arrive soon. Ty is like, so, so it should be over soon? And then Aquila responds that her sister's labor lasted a day and a half. That's a long time. Fuck labor. me. Shauna says that they can't, that she can't take this for that long. She's freaking out. Ty replies, yes, you can. Yes, you can, Shauna. You can fucking do anything. Oh, that's a really cute moment. I love, we should all have a friend that hypes us up that much. Uh, Lottie invites everyone to join hands and share their hopes with each other. Mari yells out, Wilderness, I hope Shauna doesn't die. <laughs> Which... Oh. Why the fuck did you say yeah, you yeah. die? They react like that. She's like, she freaks out. I was like, what? She's like, no, you're not going to die. Exactly the sort of well-meaning, awkward, dumb thing you would say. It reminds me of the time in the previous season when Coach Ben and Nat start tripping and she's like, I don't think you could die from shrooms. And I'm like... I don't think you should mention dying to a tripping person. And you're like, no, you can mention not dying. That's okay. <laughs> I will live forever now I've ingested this wonder drug. Wouldn't that be interesting? Um, yeah. Great season one callback for those of you that have been paying attention. Lottie tries to reassure Sauna with some spiritual mumbo-gumbo, but Ty, politely for her and under the circumstances, advises her to give Sauna some space. Cut to the present. Lisa knocks on Natalie's door. And they discover she's not there. She's trying to shoot some empty honey jars. I guess Lottie didn't notice the gun was missing. Hmm. Nat says that Lisa should get the hell away from her. Because she ruins people and she killed her best friend. Oh, fuck, this scene is pretty heartbreaking. She feels tremendous guilt because of what she told him after her near-death experience. But Lisa, like, rightly shuts that down, saying it's nobody else's fault. He made that decision himself. Nat says that they did so much fucked up shit out there, and then she says a really heartbreaking line, yeah, maybe it was to survive, but I don't think we deserved to. Ugh. I wanted to add that, you know, she's supposed to be good at shooting beer cans and shit. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I think she's done a lot of drugs in between now and then, so that probably has some effect on it. Cut to adult man, sorting through her mail and enjoying a lollipop. Ty strolls in, asking her why she didn't wake her up. Yeah, Ty surmises that Van talked with her other self and asks what her other self said. Van tells her that she just said, this isn't where we're supposed to be, and tried to kiss her. She, interestingly, leaves out that Ty was successful in kissing her. So yeah, my theory about there being a fucked up love triangle with Ty and her other self is still going strong. Uh, Ty apologizes and wonders who we is in that sentence. Van suggests that it's her family or her multiple personalities. Ty suggests that maybe it's us, as in her and Van. Van responds, fuck that, which, <laughs> ouch. Yeah, Van rightly says she has to take care of herself, and Ty is married. There's no us anymore, which is fair. Ty reacts like she, in fact, did forget that she had a comatose wife. She's got to remember all that, right? I hope so. You would fucking think so. Van says that Ty can shelve some videotapes if she really wishes to be useful. She picks them up and goes to do so. Yeah, Ty is exactly the sort of person who, like, they come over to your house and then they're, like, trying to rearrange your shit and saying, like, why don't you have more healthy food in your fridge and trying to, like, fix your life? It's like, dude, fuck off. I didn't ask you to fix my life. Mm. Yeah. Cut to the past. Misty is in front of Shauna, trying to help her and reassure her that she can do this. Shauna then starts bleeding abundantly from the vagina. Misty starts crying when she sees blood on her hands. Hmm. Yeah, she flashes for a split second to Crystal's twisted, broken body. Ty tries to reassure Shauna while Misty has a massive breakdown. Like, I don't know. Misty's kind of fucked, but I do feel bad for her here. Like, 
almost anybody in her shoes would not be very good at this, you know, that hadn't actually been trained in it. And even maybe some people that have been would be, like, it's such a fucked situation to be in. You can't really blame her. It's pretty horrific, you know. Is it ever? Misty runs out of the room saying she can't do this. Natalie grabs Ben, pleading for his help, seemingly deaf to his cries that he knows absolutely fuck all about the birthing process. Ben says, holy shit, after seeing the extent of Shauna's bleeding, which is probably not a reassuring thing to hear if you're her. Yeah, he's all like, I can't, I can't do anything. I just pressed play on a video. Which <laughs> is like, oh. Yeah, I get it. Oh, that's so fucking sad. Natalie tries to reassure Shauna, telling her that women have been having babies for millions of years. You're going to be fine. And she's like, Akilah's got this. Akilah's expression is like, no, I fuck pissing well, don't. <laughs> yeah, yeah, Nia Sondaya is so good as Akilah. Man, I hope Akilah survives and gets to go back to civilization and listen to lots of Phil Collins. <laughs> and I know I've made this joke before, but like when Missy is the best you've got. Mm. Like, yeah. It's kind of like when you're asking Charlie Sheen for <laughs> advice and it's like... Quite. You know you've made a bad well, decision. talking of asking weird people for advice, Akilah talks to her pocket mouse, says, I guess I have to, right, Nugget? <laughs> and then Shauna's like, who the fuck are you talking to? She's like, I don't know. Yeah. I can't believe nobody has noticed a dormouse in her mm. pocket. Yeah. I, I, I just wish there was an Weird Al Yankovic, Alanis Morissette parody that was like, and I got a dormouse in my pocket. But no. <laughs> Yeah. The ancient Romans used to eat dormice. It was their equivalent of like a muesli bar. They at least barbecue them or something? I mean, I don't know, but probably. Akilah tries to reassure her, telling her it's just getting a little messy is all. Travis takes an animal skull down from the wall and cuts his hand and starts bleeding onto it. So yeah, they start making offerings to the wilderness spirit. But the others just put like some random curio and a button on the skull, so I wonder if you were him, he'd be kind of put out like, okay, you think that's worth as much as my blood? All right, then. <laughs> Travis just be like, what the fuck, yeah. you guys? <laughs> I, I imagine he's like that a lot, actually. Mm. Yeah. Lottie tells him that the wilderness recognises his sacrifice. We got to the present, and Lottie is seeing her awful therapist again. And, okay, here's my theory. I just want you to know what you think of this. I think this therapist doesn't actually exist and it's just a hallucination that she's having. But the hallucination... That's why it's telling her to believe in her hallucinations. Because it is a hallucination. It's probably, yeah, the spirit of the weird wilderness shit. Indeed. Or, if you prefer, her mental illness. Mm, well, aren't they both the same thing? Well, quite. But yeah, she is getting desperate. She says that her visions are still happening. And... The therapist that may not exist says, Is it possible your fear of the past might be a fear of your illness? But then Lottie says, I'm not worried that I'm ill. I'm worried that I've never been ill. She says that, you know, what if it was real? The wilderness will demand more of her. She says, like Nat said, we brought it back with us. Cut to Misty and the other cultist people playing some bongo drums while a lady yells. Yeah. Like a lot. Like a lot. The budget David Arquette says, Most anyone who checks in here has gone through some kind of breakup or other. I joined after dissolving a horse meat subscription business I started with my brother-in-law. Was he just oh, that's selling so good. all that horse meat to lasagna companies or something? 
I mean, evidently not, because it didn't work. I guess Maybe they, if he had, he'd still be above water. I guess they had a cheaper supplier. Yeah. It, it comes out that Misty knew Natalie in the past, and she says, hilariously, if you're done crying, I could tell you some stories. <laughs> That's so. Cut to the past. Ben is freaking out on the other side of the door as he hears the sounds of Shauna screaming. Cut to a... Incongruously cute hallucinatory scene with him and Paul and two of their friends playing charades. Paul guesses scanners for one of his, which is awesome. I it ah, uh, I love so much that the people who are making this have seen scanners, and also that makes me wish that David Cronenberg could guest direct an episode of this show. Wouldn't it be horrifying? It would be amazing. I love that the is a weird, weird subtle thing where like room that they're in has animal skulls on it and an animal motif so it's like closer to being the cabin so he's less effectively able to hallucinate at this point yeah i just really love that little detail shauna screams as she gives birth the others think the baby is coming but it turns out it's the afterbirth which isn't after it's before birth so that's bad yeah, yeah, and I thought she'd just inadvertently given birth to her liver. Yeah, I mean, when I looked at it, it looks like that, so, like, I can't blame you for thinking that, but... I was like, what the fuck? I guess this could have gone worse. But yeah. How long till they start smacking on it? Uh, well, we'll see. Yes, Ty is holding Shauna's hand, which, oh. Misty's in the other room, berating herself, which is really sad. Lottie comes to retrieve her. Misty is like, I was supposed to do this with Crystal. We, we had a plan. And we were going to do a song, Lottie. We were going to do a song. What song do you think they were going to do? Don't know, but I'm sad I missed it. Yeah. I'm thinking maybe uh, Worst Pies in London. Lottie hypes her up by saying, You can still save Shauna. You can still save our baby. I love that she's referring to it as our baby. Like, they all have ownership of it. That's so fucked. Absolutely. Yeah, this seems to convince her. Misty takes Akilah's post, and Shauna begs her, please don't let my baby die. And Misty's like, I know it hurts, and I know this is hard, but you just need to push. Oh, this is so fucked. Oh, fuck. We cut to Shauna and Callie in the police station. They're a bit freaked out about their predicament, as well they might be. It transpires that Officer Twatface is going to interview Shauna, and Kevin is going to interview Callie. Ah, it's going to lead to a great fucking scene. Cut to Van and Ty. Ty asks Van, does Miss Congeniality go in Sandy good or Sandy bad? So yeah, Ty questions her and is like, this place can't be playing the bills, is it? Ouch. Yeah, Ty starts getting up in her face about her finances, saying that she can help her figure something out, and then Van is like, Ty, you came here for help with your life. If I need help with mine, I'll let you know. Yeah, as I was saying before, it's kind of annoying. They theorise on where they are, in fact, supposed to be, according to Ty's alternate personality. And Ty gets a call. It's Misty. She responds, I don't have time for you right now. Ouch. <laughs> Which is so fucked. She tells her that she's at a wellness centre. And Ty finishes, where you're getting help? Lol. <laughs> no. Ty is extremely surprised to hear that Lottie is out and about. And Misty describes the cult as, it's a bunch of granola losers, but the food is great, and the BO factor is surprisingly low. <laughs> Which is amazing. Ty seems to want to travel to Lottie's cult, because it might be just what she needs. Back in the past, the others are all praying in a circle, holding their special objects. It's really fucking intense. They keep going, we hear the wilderness and it hears us. We hear the wilderness and it hears us. 
Ty, even she prays, even she says it once, gripping, I think, the bone necklace that Van had? Super interesting. I didn't know if I expected to see that again. Yeah, the scene is so fucking intense. The screen blacks out. Shauna goes unconscious and she hears Jackie calling her name. So to jump ahead a bit, I think maybe that was because, like, she was on the plane between life and death. Shauna wakes up and everyone is smiling at her. And I am just going to say now that this is all in her fucking head. I know the thing I usually do is that I preserve the surprises of episodes for the times that they are in the episode, but it feels sort of too cruel to do this. So I'm just going to say this is a hallucination. It's a stillbirth. Yeah, everyone in her hallucination is smiling at Shauna. Misty hands her a massive crying newborn as Elliot Smith's Pitsula is playing. Oh, I love that song. She holds her son, and she's so fucking happy, and it's so fucking heartbreaking. And Ty is like, I knew you could do it. And usually in movies, when they have a really large baby, it's because of the health concerns around newborns. But in this one, it's because it's not real. Well, they shouldn't give birth to a fucking cheeseburger. (laughs) (laughs) I'm glad. I'm glad you're here to lighten the mood. Yeah, you know. Cut to Ty and Van in the car. Uh, Ty asks Van if she's at all curious about Lottie's cult. And Van responds, the diagnosed schizophrenic who's running a so-called wellness center? Yeah, she's she'd rather keep the past in the past where it already is, as you would say. But like, that's really interesting. What is what caused Van to turn against Lottie? Because she seems, as of now, in the past, pretty fucking into her. But yeah, we'll see. Ty responds incredulously, Van, you run a video store. Half your wardrobe is slate kinney to a t-shirt. You practically live in the past. And then Van says, uh, Yeah, in the past where we thought being happy was something that was actually possible, not the one that happened. Pretty fucked, eh? Yep. <laughs> Ty says, Are you even trying to be happy? Are you dating? Van responds that she gets her needs met. And Ty is like, What are we talking here? Personal electronics? vibration device yeah which is awesome Van instead responds that she's on some apps and Ty says I just want to know that you haven't given up on love Van responds you know checking Ty's seemingly narcissistic assumption maybe I have but don't flatter yourself it's not because of you I wonder is that true cut to Lisa knocking on Nat's door she gives Nat the 14th gilly, who thankfully at least has some gravel and weeds now, but he should really have a filter, whatever. And says, repeats, you know, the advice that Nat gave to her previously. She's like, all you gotta do is get this fish to survive the night. Nat says, you know I don't deserve your friendship, right? I just hurt people. And Lisa validly responds, so what? Who doesn't, you know? We've all, we've all hurt somebody, we've all been hurt by somebody. As Iron Mike would say in Days Gone, we've all done things. Weird reference. Apologies. Um, it's hard to not do things. And that's the whole point. Yeah, that's the whole thing. Nat asks why Lisa forgave her for the whole forking incident. And Lisa responds, Because suffering is inevitable. And only by meeting it with compassion can we truly begin to grow. I think that's a very Buddhist ideal. But I'm not an expert. Cut to some beautiful snowscapes and then to the cabin as Shauna is trying to persuade her baby to breastfeed, but he doesn't seem to want to. Ty deposits the cradle in the bedroom, weirdly callously. Yeah, outside the police station, Jeff is blasting NWA's fuck the police, which is fucking awesome. Uh, Ty calls him, he's like, no, Shauna's in the bathroom. 
she tells him that Lottie is no longer in a mental institution and that they're on their way there with Van. And then she's like, hi, Jeff, which is cute. Jeff is like, okay, hi, Van. But the call ends before she could get that. Cut to Misty in the lunchroom of the cult, telling the other cultists how awesome Natalie was. Natalie walks over to her and they finally have a proper reunion. She's like, why did you come back here? Misty says that Nat didn't seem like herself. But she's starting to strangely enjoy herself. She's like, I was a little disturbed at first by all the crying, but it must be good for you. Look how happy everyone is. Yeah, Misty, you could learn something. Remember how in episode one, you were trying to repress your own crying and emotions? Well, maybe you should learn to let it out more. Nat asks what happened to Walter, and she simply replies, he went home. We're all like this, aren't we? Nat says. Everybody around them either dies or abandons them. Ouch. Fucking ouch. Shauna tries to feed her crying chap, but he still refuses to be fed. Cut to adult Shauna being interrogated by that guy who sucks. <laughs> and he's like, your daughter doesn't seem to like you very much, does she? And then she's like, well, she dated you to get back at me, so apparently not. <laughs> Which fucking rules. They switch back between Kevin and Officer Twatface, interrogating the both of them. Officer Twatface asks Shauna why she fake hooked up with Randy. Kevin tries the good cop routine on Callie and points out, not unfairly, I have to say, that Shauna is kind of using her. Shauna has this massive monologue about how she never wanted to be a mother. It's really good, I'm just going to do it. You have a kid that you don't want to save a marriage that you got into out of, out of guilt and shame. And you just, and you can't really let yourself love either of them. But of course you do. You love them despite yourself. You're just incredibly bad at it. Sweet fucking Jesus, what a line. And also, like, I think that describes more or less every character on this show. And also that line is, every time Shauna looks at Callie, she sees her two biggest regrets. Because Callie is so much like Jackie, she sees the friend that she allowed to die, and she sees the baby that she will never be able to see again. Yeah. That's really fucking sad, and it's also like... Also, it's kind of unfair to Callie. That's too much to put on a kind of twattish, but basically ordinary teenage girl who deserves a lot better than that. Plus, she's cool now. She's cool now. Yeah, she became a lot cool. Oh, she's actually really cool in the scene that's coming up. Can't wait to get to that. Uh, Shauna calls him a smug little douche, which is fucking awesome. Uh, Commander Wankballs then asks when was the last time she saw Adam Martin. So yeah, Shauna just admitted to the affair, basically. You know, she admitted to having an affair. But it, they probably already could infer such, so I don't think they lose much of anything by that. So yeah. Callie, being interrogated by Kevin, fake cries and basically says that she banged <laughs> that wanker. <laughs> Kevin says, You're not making false statements to the police is a chargeable offence. And then Callie says, Then fucking charge me. We'll see who a jury believes. Especially when they ask me to describe his weird ass balls. Weird ass balls. Joke that you made while we were watching. He has balls in his ass. Yep. <laughs> of course he does. Shauna in the past wakes up to hear Lottie humming in a weird way and breastfeeding her baby. What the fuck? She says, uh, we need to feed. And then, yeah. <laughs> Shauna's like, what the fuck did you just say? And then Lottie's like, I said he needs to feed. No, Lottie, you said we need to feed, which means something else. 
We need to eat that baby uh, and all of the placenta that came out of you before the actual birth of the baby. You're obsessed with eating placenta. This is like, I mean, you, I agree with you. But this is like the third time you've mentioned it. But the afterbirth is no, supposed right. to come after the you, birth. Yeah, hence and the, the hence why we know that something's going. Yeah, Lottie says you'll understand soon enough, which, Jesus Christ, she never runs out of ominous statements, does she? <laughs> Shauna puts him back in his crib and strokes him anxiously. Jeff is... Okay, this is dumb. Jeff is drinking a bad taste Pepsi product placement. I think this is like Showtime are like, look, we're fucking hemorrhaging money. You are our one pr profitable show. We need you to have a fucking sponsorship deal. But they were annoyed by it. So they're like, okay, we'll get around it by having him spit it out immediately afterwards. It's basically like that James Acaster bit where he's just like, uh, Dr. Pepper it says a uh, fruit flavor. It's like, I've tasted fruit. <laughs> Don't you try and gaslight me. It's not dissimilar to that. Yeah, he spits it all out when Shauna tells him that she told them she was sleeping with Adam. After Jeff discovers Shauna still has the gun, he's like, you are like out of control, Shauna. And she's like, yeah, you think? Which absolutely rules. Jeff tells Shauna, Jeff tells Shauna about Ty's call. Shauna responds that she thought that Lottie was barely coherent. Jeff suggests she go, because she's harming their chances of staying out of jail with every second that she stays there. Callie gets into the car and says that she used her idea and she's pretty sure the cops are going to back off. She reads the room of the car and is like, fuck, are we going to jail? <laughs> Jeff is like, no, but if your mom has any sense left, she's going to take a little trip. Yeah, I love that. I love that Jeff is like, the situation is so fucked. I would prefer that you hang out with the people that I know you cannibalized others with. <laughs> An upsetting scene follows where Nat scoops up the goldfish, and almost kills it, but then is like, "You'll thank me later. It's all a goddamn prison anyway." Yeah, it's like that. It reminds me of the thing I said on the live stream of the Antler Queens podcast. Shout out. Goldfish are just a gift to teach children about mortality. <laughs> Eventually, we all go into the toilet. Mm, yep. Yeah. That's accurate. Yeah. And despite this, uh, Nat instead decides to let him live. And throws him back into the bowl. Apparently, she wants to be around for a while longer. Cut into the past, where Shauna is hugging her infant and talking to him. She says that she's sorry that she didn't think she wanted him. I guess you probably knew that because of the whole attempted abortion thing. And she says it was all really complicated and she'll tell him all about it someday. Maybe he'll understand. Or maybe he won't. And then she says that she loves him so much. I can't <laughs> wait to see who you become, where you'll go, what you'll do. Shauna says, it's you and me, kid. It's you and me against this whole world. So please, just, she encourages him, and he finally latches. He finally starts breastfeeding. And she says, oh my god, oh my god, yes. Yes, that's it, drink up. Drink up, yes, I love you so much. Nat enters and is excited for Shauna. So excited that he's finally, you know, breastfeeding. She's about to tell the others, and then Shauna says that she just wants this moment for herself. Yeah. I think I think this decision to like show what she lost, what she missed out on, was very much the correct one. Cut to the present. Ty and Van are outside the cult. 
Van says, last chance to turn around. We could go to IHOP, uh, International House of Pancakes. What if I... I would give maybe one of my limbs to go to IHOP with Van. Uh, Ty says that she must find the cure. Really? Maybe. Yeah, Ty says that at least like a digit. Easily a digit. Anyway, Ty says that she must find the cure for her sleepwalking. No matter the cost. She doesn't say it exactly like that. That'd be cool though. Van says, if you see any barrels of Kool-Aid power, consider me on call for an extraction. Yeah, a reference to the Jonestown cult. But apparently they weren't actually drinking Kool-Aid. That's a misconception. I don't know what they were drinking, so this is just the Coati all over again. Oh dear. Yeah. <laughs> context. Not the Coati. For context listeners, we were watching the movie Cannibal Holocaust, and there's a scene of an animal getting killed in that movie, which, by the way, is kind of sad, so don't watch that movie if you're not into that, because that's just for real. I was like, they call it a muskrat, but it's not a muskrat. And like, I don't know what it is, but I know it's not a muskrat. And then Matthew made fun of me for that, so I looked it up and it's a coati. So, What made Van turn against Lottie so strongly? Was it something in the woods or something immediately afterwards? I am so fucking curious to find out what. So yeah, they walk into the grounds at the same time as Shauna. Misty runs over excitedly to see Shauna. Shauna and Nat hug, it's really cute. Misty hugs Ty, is excited to see Van. Van says, keep your eyes peeled for the black and white Nikes, which is a reference to the Heaven's Gate cult, I believe. Misty is like, are you guys back together? Oh, she ships them. She ships Vaisa. That's so cute. Creepy music is playing as Lottie turns around and walks towards them. Intense eye contact between Van and Lottie. Oh, it's so good. The camera zooms out. It's clear that, like, as much as Van seems to disdain what Lottie was selling now, Lottie still has an undeniable power over her. The camera zooms out to reveal that the outdoor area is in the shape of the symbol in an overhead helicopter shot. Ah, it's so fucked. And then we get to the final scene of this episode. This is fucking crushing. I'm not gonna, like, beat around the bush or describe this in, like, a clever or funny way. I'm just gonna get into it. Shauna wakes up to hear the girls humming a certain tune in the other room. Her baby is missing. She runs outside to the cabin to discover everybody eating the baby, graphically, with blood everywhere. Even coaches partaking while weeping. She runs over to the baby blanket with the symbol on it. It's stained with blood. And she screams. Shauna wakes up in a frenzy, because everything after that fade to black before was a hallucination. Her baby is gone. Ty tells her that she lost a lot of blood and was unconscious. Shauna demands to know where her baby is. Misty, weeping, produces a bundle of rags, and Ty tells her that he didn't make it. Shauna protests that she can still hear him crying. Everyone is weeping. Ty hugs her. She keeps repeating, Why can't you hear him cry? And the episode ends. Yeah. That that was fucked. Sorry that I didn't have any jokes for that last bit, listener, but I feel like even we have to draw the line somewhere. Um, so yeah, that episode was ridiculously fucking good and that final scene is something i will not forget as long as i live uh matthew do you have any further thoughts <laughs> yeah good question no cool okay well yeah that was that's this episode key a fantastic fucking episode and something that we kind of always knew was coming but the way they executed it was just truly heartbreaking and i i'm so excited to see well excited is maybe the wrong word i'm curious to see what happens next in both timelines keep it up directors yes keen to be horrified by the next episode you bring out and I think we will that's all listeners be well
And remember, we're not out of the woods yet.